your source for all things Texas Tech. This is the Ask Level Podcast from Double T 97.3. Hey, what's going on? Welcome into another episode of the Ask Level Podcast brought to you by Double T 97.3. Alongside Chris Level, I'm Choice Woodman. Thanks to our friends at Cantex Roofing and Construction for sponsoring this podcast. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Level, uh, it's been a couple weeks since we've uh, sat down and chatted, but uh, first I'll, I'll get the pleasantries out of the way. Uh, how was the, the Christmas, the New Year's, get some good time with the family? Sure. Yeah. It's, uh, I hope everybody else uh, out there that listens to this, uh, that they got the, the same and kind of nice to hit pause on the grind of everyday life and, and all that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, for those of us in, uh, that, that are in sports, it's still fairly busy, uh, time. Yeah. Uh, sports are, sports are played and broadcast and talked about quite a bit during the holidays. Everybody likes to sit around and watch uh, football and the hoops and all that, including myself. So, um, you know, so anyways, but yeah, all good, ready to get back uh, to it. Hope everybody uh, is ready for 2024 and I hope everybody had a safe uh, new year's Eve and all those kinds of things, but tricky out there on, uh, on those nights. Yeah. Uh, out is... there in them streets. It can be. It can be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, there have been a few basketball games. We'll get to questions from the audience. A couple of basketball questions uh, in a little bit, but uh, a few basketball games since we last talked. Um, this is a uh, a team getting ready to go into conference play. What is what is your read on Texas Tech basketball going into league play uh, later this week? Yeah, I mean, I, I think they had a really good non-conference portion of their schedule. Uh, I think they're maybe playing their best right now. Um, I think that here, here's some things I think I know about this team. I think they 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 shoot it well. They need to shoot it well. Uh, I think they're doing a really good job uh, as far as distributing the ball and not turning it over. At least when they when they're playing at their best, that's kind of the, the been the formula. And being able to knock down shots, um, they've got you know several guys on the wing that can shoot it. Uh, I I worry about their I don't know lack of depth. I worry about their ability to rebound. Um, I think everybody in the Big Twelve, like all fourteen teams, come into the conference season like having a better rebounding margin than their opponent. And so something's got to give there when you start pairing these teams up against each other uh, yeah. for the next two and a half months uh, or two plus months, I should say. And I, I worry about Texas Tech's ability to kind of hang in there on on some of these games in, in that aspect. Uh, you know, but again, if you'll continue to shoot it well, which is a lot to ask, and if you'll continue to to, you know, because the assist to turnover ratio has been really uh, fun to kind of watch progress. I think Grant really squeezing about everything he can out of this group, and that's good coaching. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it's none of what you've done to this point really matters, uh, unfortunately, uh, because it's, it's basically just setting the table for what you're about to endure. And you know, you've got 
you know, we'll talk about that as we go along, but I think your first four conference games, you've got two, I want to say winnable games at home against Oklahoma state and Kansas state. Uh, You've got two games that are going to be extremely difficult on the road in Austin and, and at Houston. But again, it's about winning your games at home and it's trying to sneak, sneak a few out. Uh, on the road um you know that's kind of the the formula if you want to a bid to the NCAA tournament so anyway um I think uh yeah I, th- I think it's been kind of uh, a work in progress but uh, now you know now all the training is done and now it's like it's time to put on your uniform and and uh you know go to work so two-parter here two-part question uh first if someone had offered you 11 and two in the non-conference prior to the season, would you have taken that second? Do you feel any more confident or less confidence than you did a few weeks ago, I guess, uh, post Bahamas trip about this basketball team? I probably would have taken it. Yeah. Um, I, I think, you know, you obviously, and when you look at their two losses, uh, they played Villanova when Villanova was really good. They've kind of, you know, fallen off a bit since, um, you know, losing at Butler as well as Butler was playing at the time. There's no shame in that. You took him to overtime, you know, uh, I missed, you know, and, and one of your best wins on the year is the, the win over Michigan. They're a mess. Uh, Vanderbilt is a mess. So in, in some ways, you know, your, your games that we would have pointed to, I don't know if they've told you a ton and maybe haven't really told you much in that maybe you were supposed to win these games kind of thing. Um, I do think some of your, your home games that your quote unquote guarantee games were tougher on paper than people realize, uh, the San Jose States, I think, uh, you know, I think the, the, the UTAs, I think mm-hmm. there's some of the, the, some of these teams that came in here are, are sneaky good. Uh, and, and I think that'll, that'll bear out, uh, in, in the coming weeks and months, but, uh, yeah, I don't know if I'm. I mean, you know, the Cambridge injury just kills you, man. It, sure. it just does. I think, uh, and you've tried to reinvent yourself a bit. I think they've done a good job with that. I think one of the bright spots so far has been Kerwin Walton's emergence, his ability Absolutely. to score and do some of the other things. I don't know if you get that, obviously, uh, without the Cambridge injury, as weird as that sounds. Um, I think because uh, part of it is like in, in a half-court setting – you're you're not anywhere near as good as you want to be defensively without Cambridge. Um, I think you're not as good in 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 some cases in your transition offense, like when you're when you're off to the races and you're starting to run. Uh, that's where Devin Cambridge was really really good. And but I, I do think though that you're you know you've got another shooter out there and somebody else that can score and it makes you really difficult to guard at some level too and pick your poison kind of thing when you've got you know Kerwin Walton and Chance McMillan on the wings and you've got either Joe uh, Toussaint or Pop Isaacs playing the pick and roll with Warren Washington it's it's a lot to try to you respect and guard and something typically is there if you could knock down shots so um, that's kind of where, uh, that's kind of where it's at, but, um, you know, I, I don't have any illusions at this point that this is a big 12 championship, you know, you know, regular sure. season league title contender. Uh, I, I think you're going to have to, to be really good and you're not going to have a ton of margin for error if you want to make it to the tournament. Cause it's going to require you to be possibly 500 or better in the league. And that's going to be a lot to ask. Cause I mean, you know, you used to talk about winning yeah. home games. 
you know, Kansas comes here, um, you know, you've got some tough, you've got some tough home games. So, uh, but yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with these guys. Yeah. I, overall, I, I get you got some tough home games, but you'd rather have those tougher games at home oh, yeah. than on the road, yeah. obviously. <laughs> yes. And, and I, I think the fate, the schedule is kind of favorable towards you. You don't have that road trip to Lawrence. You, you, you get your, some of your road trips are like to UCF. Um, it, it's not, I guess I'm saying it could have been a lot worse when you look at how the schedule could have played out. It, it's oh, not yeah. just a, just a beat down. I mean, the, every game in this league feels like a beat down, but it doesn't feel like it's as bad as it could have been. Yeah. And, and there's some teams uh, that I think it's going to be interesting. Like, you know, West Virginia is not very good, uh, but you, you don't play them until the very end of the conference schedule. I don't know what they'll be in two months, basically. Um, you know, Cincinnati is a question mark. UCF is a question mark. Oklahoma State has not been very good. Uh, but but some of these games are games that you really, you know, you I don't want to say have to, but you need to win uh, because it's going to be, you know, TCU is really good. Oklahoma is really good. Baylor is really good. The, and, and these are teams you get twice, I think. Uh, well, I don't know if you get Oklahoma twice, but you get TCU twice, you get Baylor yeah. twice, you get Texas twice, and those are six games that are, you know, and then you get you get Kansas once, um, Houston one. I mean, you know, so there there's pl- – and in Kansas State, I think, you know, it may be good to get them. Right now they've been kind of going through some turmoil with the Naquan Tomlin stuff, and and I don't think they're quite as good as they were last year. Uh, but still, I mean, they're they're that's an elite eight team from last year with a lot of pieces back. Sure. So, um, anyway, uh, it's uh, it's you know, like BYU is is like a sneaky. I don't know if I mentioned them earlier or not, but they're, they're like a kind of a big surprise and yep. how good that they are. And they've as good as you've shot the three. I think they have something like fifty or sixty more made threes on the season than you do, which is nuts. It's crazy. Um, yeah. So. Uh, you know, we'll, but it, it all, it all starts to even out and like, you know, you get a lot of, uh, results here in the coming weeks that are like, huh, okay. You know, they really were good or guess what? They weren't, they weren't as good as their non-conference record showed and Red Raiders will be right there in the mix trying to figure out, you know, if, if where they fit into this deal. But, um, I think what were you picked to finish like eighth or ninth in the league? I think it was eight. That seems about right right now, based on what we know. And it's it's you know tougher when you you're missing a key piece and a key starter like Devin Cambridge. So the eighth uh, or ninth in this fourteen team league still could get you into the tournament. I mean, it's a, good. Yeah, yeah I'm saying no, good. It's a lot depends on bubble-ish. what else. A lot of yeah, what else happens and, and all that. But yeah, that that's just kind of where you're at. But again, you go win in Austin uh, this weekend, and you know you kind of change your perspective a little bit. But um. So I don't know that that's where we're at. I think right now after what are you 11 and two right now after uh, the non-conference portion of your 11 and two. And now yeah. it's just, like I said, it's just conference games uh, throughout. There's no more, you know, big 12 sec challenge and, and everything like that. And so now you just kind of buckle up and uh, get ready. I may eat my words on this level uh, a week from now when we sit back down and, and do another one of these, but I don't perceive Texas like I do some of the other teams in this league. I look at Texas more of the middle of the pack, somewhat closer to Texas Tech than I do a Kansas, a Baylor, um, a Houston of this league. It, it feel 
I don't know. I, I, this, it, it's a road game in the Big 12, which is always difficult. I'm not saying by any means Texas Tech is going to go into Austin and win, but this doesn't feel as daunting as some of the other games you're going to have coming up later in the schedule. Right or wrong? Yeah. No, I, I think, uh, you know, I think right now Texas is as good as they've been. You know, they got worked over by their former coach in Marquette. Yep. Uh, you know, they've, uh, you know, I'm trying to remember their other loss. It was, I think, against another like Big East type team. Um, but I think, uh, you know, it was like Creighton or somebody. I, I yeah, want to say, but um, yeah, um, but they, uh, you know, they are. They're not as talented as they typically are. Uh, I UConn. Think, okay, UConn. Yeah, which, which UConn is really good. They um, are. You know, UConn's one of the top teams in the country. So, uh, I. I it, 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 is it a winnable game? Sure, uh, but it's it's obviously hard to to win in Austin, uh, regardless of the sport that you're playing. And but I think right now that that's how that's how tough it's going to be to make the tournament. In that, I think right now, if you look at like bracketology and all the projections, I don't even know if Texas they're like they're barely, yeah, they're like an 11 seed or even not in it uh, based on so and and they're you know. I mean, it's, you know, so that's just kind of where it's at right now uh, as far as what, what you're looking at and what you're dealing with as far as the Big 12 and NCAA tournament bids and all those things. I, I would say, though, there's six to eight bids to be had, you would think, uh, yeah. but it'll start to kind of clear up. The picture will start to clear up, you know, as we, as we go along. But that's just, uh, you know, you just don't have a lot of margin for error here. Yeah, Texas is ranked twentieth, but that's purely off of preseason hype at this point. They, I mean, I know. It, and and rankings don't. I mean, it, it's correct. Yeah, it's I mean, it's all about the net and and all those things. Ken Palm has Texas as thirty one. Texas Tech is thirty seven right now. So that kind of shows you that metric and and where those teams are are uh, according to KenPalm dot com. But um, what is? Yeah, I'm looking at like the net rankings. Yeah, where. Yes, yeah, so you've got uh, in the Big 12, you know, you've got like Texas and Texas Tech are right there at, uh, let's see, at 46 and at 49. There you go. But that's, yeah. that's uh, I believe, ninth and eighth of the Big 12 schools. Yeah. The only ones behind you are UCF, Kansas State, Oklahoma State, and West Virginia. And now, having said that, you know, you get a couple of those teams at home but it just shows you, you better win those home games. Got to, you know, like, you know, next week is obviously you play in Austin, you know, this, uh, this coming weekend, but then the next week you've got two home games against Oklahoma state and Kansas state. And that's a huge, you've at the minimum, you've got to be two and one after the first three games of your league schedule. You just, you, you really just have to, cause there's, you only get so many of those home games and you've got to take advantage of them when you get them. Yeah. And those are two teams that they're good enough to beat you, but uh, you, you, you need to take advantage and try to get that done. So. Okay. So I got a couple of uh, basketball as questions from our Twitter. You could tweet at us uh, at double T 97, three, if you got questions for the ask global podcast, first one from Leah asks what's uh, going on with Drew Steffi. Well, all I have to go off of is what uh, I guess this is between Drew and his family and, and you know, the basketball program and, and all that. Uh, Coach McCaslin said after, I can't remember if it was the game after Christmas. Uh, I think it I'm trying to remember. Was. Yeah, like, yeah. hey, yeah, he's he's not with the team right now for family reasons. 
I think he wasn't on the bench the the game before Christmas. Um, that's the extent of my uh, knowledge, and I'll just go. I'll let them sort through all that uh, as far as. But he was redshirting. That was the plan, uh, and so it doesn't affect uh, this year's team or anything like that uh, as far as um, you know Drew Steffi playing or anything like that. But uh, yeah, I, I think it. Grant McCaslin was like, "Hey, he's welcome to join us back at, right. at any time," you know, kind of thing. So. Anyway, that's kind of what the the deal is there. Uh, Kelly asks, "What is your Big Twelve record prediction for Tech? Do we make the tournament? Put on, get your crystal ball out and rub it up." Yeah, <laughs> you, you're you're somewhere in the uh, the eight and ten, uh, nine and nine, um, ten and eight range, in my opinion, which would be a massive improvement over last year. Oh yeah. You know, and I think that is in the sweet spot to to make it. But you know, you could, you know, that that's kind of where where you you envision it. And you just again, you just don't have a margin for error, or you know, there's not a lot. And you you know, like one team we we hadn't talked about, like Iowa State is really good. Yeah, you know, but there there's just you know, there's going to be some tough matchups, um, and there's just going to be some games though to where when you show up and you play. The Cincinnati's or the UCF, you've got to win those games, you know. And we already talked about the Kansas States and the Oklahoma States uh, games and things like that. But Kansas State, I think they're still still pretty good, even though that uh, you know they dealt with some turmoil, missing a player and one of their key cogs, and kind of sorting through all that. Uh, but uh, man, it's just not you know that's the fun part and the maddening part about the Big Twelve. There's just not any gimmies, man. Yeah, and you're getting better next year. You know, the, the league will be better next year than sure, it is well. now based on the, the additions. And I don't know how they're going to necessarily do the schedule yet. Um, you're going to play uh, 20 conference games uh, and less non-conference games, if you will. So we're sitting here 11 and 2 entering conference play. But next year you could subtract, you know, instead of playing 13, you know, non-conference games, you're just going to play uh, 11, 11, I guess yep. it would be. Yeah, so. Yeah, gonna be, <laughs> oh, yeah. gonna be I mean, even. It's just hard to even wrap your mind around it being tougher than it's been, but it it very well could be next year because this has been the toughest league in in the country at least the last five seasons, if not if not more. So yeah, because uh, you're adding uh you you're adding teams that can beat you on any given night, but really what you're adding is another team that can win a national championship. Yeah, you know that that's ultimately what will join your conference next year with Arizona. I mean, because right now I think that Kansas and Houston are teams that could win a, win a title. Um, I don't know if they will, but I mean, they, they are in that conversation. And so is Arizona, which will be joining your league next year. Lovely. So now uh, shift over to football. Since we've last talked, the portal is kind of settled in for Texas Tech. Um, actually, as we record this, technically the – the portal uh, window closes today. Um, this is a is I guess there's going to be no more surprises expected for Texas Tech. Um, what is your I guess feelings towards what Texas Tech did in the portal? Was it enough? And Texas Tech uh, help me on this, but they can still get guys. It's just your last day to enter the portal today, right? Yeah, yeah. There, there's still players that are in the portal. Those right. can still be recruited, contacted, uh, uh, added, uh, all, all those kinds of things. I mean, th this will kind of start to settle down a bit as the semester for most schools gets close to beginning here in, in the next week to 10 days. 
Uh, I think uh, you, you you added a lot on offense, uh, which is what you needed to add. I think you yeah. added, uh, you know, you kind of rebuilt your offensive line, which is what you desperately needed. And you hope that you have done well there because there's no, there's no, uh, you can't get a, a mulligan on this, on this stuff. No, um, no. And, it, and, and what you did, what you did with your four offensive line additions is largely going to impact whether you're really ultimately any good or not next year. I mean, that's just kind of to, to dumb it down. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I, and I, and I think by, according to most, uh, they did well, you know, yeah, they did well. They, they added, uh, you know, what uh, potentially three to four pieces that will start for them on the offensive line, you know, Caleb Rogers and Ty Buchanan factor in there, obviously at, at some level. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, that, that was the, the first and foremost, uh, biggest thing that you needed to, to address and get done. And, you know, you obviously did it because, you know, you, you lost some pieces there and obviously we know Monroe Mills left and Landon Peterson left and Seth Martin left and Jacoby Jackson, I believe is still in the portal. You know, I'll be interested to see if like, you know, guys like Jacoby Jackson, could he come back here? Uh, could Nehemiah Martinez come back here? Uh, are they not uh, a lot, you know, are they not uh, invited sure. to come back? You know, there, there's some, cause I don't think either one of like those two players have, have uh, found a new home yet. As far as I know, uh, I, I could have missed something, but no, I don't think so. Um, yeah. Um, so that's the, that's the deal there. But as far as like, you know, no more surprises. I mean, you still are on the hunt for a defensive tackle and interior defensive tackle. You will add one. Sure. Whether it's in the coming days, because I think you have a visit uh, set up early this week with uh, somebody from Arkansas. You know, there's one that uh, that hopped in from New Mexico State that may end up at A&M. There's one that, that, that I think you were in on. There's one that... Uh, you know, from Michigan State that just hopped in the portal. So I mean, there's a lot going on. But yeah, I mean, you, you definitely need to add some some size, age, and experience on the interior of defense uh, of your defensive line because you know Tony and Jalen, uh, old, old uh, good old good old faithful there, they're not there anymore. Um, and so you know, Quincy Ledet is like the last man standing. And then you've got all these young pieces, the developmental pieces, these guys that you hope take next steps. But I think you'd like to add, you know, some some beef and muscle and size and experience up front yeah I, when you look at, at what texas tech has like you mentioned uh those that are in the know have tech ranked anywhere from five to ten in, in terms of portal incoming rankings uh so you've done well as a whole but you've still got to get those pieces like like into your defensive line is there anything else that that you think is being targeted um specifically or how many spots does tech even have open to add uh in the portal i mean you've added i think you're well, at 11 right now Saeed yeah great from the great question on great question on spots available i i just quit trying to figure it out um <laughs> the, the only position Fair. i can envision that you would look to what well, one is if there's somebody that hopped in that you knew and it was a, an upgrade or like okay we, we're just we, we need to figure out a way to make this work you know, so that regardless of position, uh, but I, but I think if you, if you wanted to, to target it, uh, you know, I, I think it would be an edge rusher because like, I yeah. still am not positive about what Steve Linton is going to do. Mm -hmm. um, I think that it sounds like he's 
you know, returning, you know, um, but that that's one that, you know, you keep an eye on. Now they are deeper there uh, if, if they're healthy. I mean, you've got your, you know, Amir Washington, who we just saw in the bowl game has been moved sure. outside. And then everybody, I hope they don't forget like Isaac Smith. Oh, absolutely. He's, he's I think, got a bright, bright future. And, you know, you still have your Dylan Spencers and, and uh, you know, some, some different options there. But I think uh, – and then Steve Linton, hopefully. But if if Linton were to declare or whatever it may be, I think they would try to fill that void. But, again, we're, we're asking for – you know, because what, what, you, what you've ultimately seen is that offensive linemen and defensive linemen are the hardest to find and add quality ones because there's not very many good ones out there. Yeah. You know, and and the ones that are are everybody wants them. It's just kind of no different than when you're recruiting guys. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and so um, that's kind of yeah. But that that's what I would say is that it's definitely defensive tackle. But the only other thing I would say is maybe somebody on the edge uh, that you know is a pressure type player that if you envision that would be a an upgrade and and all that. But some of that may be tied to Steve Linton. So, um, shifting out of the portal into the bowls overall with with Texas Tech, someone did ask an interesting bowl question. I think we've gotten something similar to this. Um, This one from Jason says, what's going to happen to all of the Big 12 bowls or all of the Pac-12 bowls? Does the Big 12 pick up any of those bowl games starting next year? Yeah, Jason, I I, I think – I'm kind of curious. I don't know if anybody, I mean, I'm sure there's some that have a better feel for it, but I don't think that a lot of us in the sport uh, that are trying to cover this stuff have a great feel for how the postseason is going to work next year past the, the college football playoff. Uh, yeah. Because one, you've got a lot of realignment stuff that's affected bowl tie-ins. You, you've got, you know, with, with the the playoff games being played on the Friday and Saturday, but coming Christmas next year or yeah. this year, I should say, in 2024, <laughs> is know. on a is on a Wednesday. Well, I believe it's the it's either the 19th or the 20th or the 20th and the 21st, the Friday and Saturday before Christmas on that Wednesday. So the Friday and Saturday before that, you're going to have a playoff game on that Friday night and then a triple header on Saturday. As far as I know, those are exclusive windows. So they've been putting bowl games, a lot of them, on on those weekends. Um, the Red Raiders were, you know, just in one of those you right. know, on those Saturdays before Christmas. And so I think you're now you're going to have to look at the dates of these games, and I think a lot of it, it's just going to look a lot different. And and oh by the way, your your Big Twelve basketball conference schedule oh, is going to start on the thirtieth and the thirty first next year. So you're going to play your first conference game before New Year's Day next year. And that'll be pretty standard. So when you expand that conference, you know, basketball season, you you know, you got to move it up a week. So you're going to start it earlier. And so, yeah, yeah, there's going to be a lot going on there. Um, And and then, like, here's the funny thing is, like, your your national championship game for football, I think it's not till like, January the 20th. (laughs) That's crazy. So try that on. Yeah, I mean, it – that, yeah, it's that's going to be what, what January eighth this year. Yeah, and so you're talking a week and a half later uh, next yeah. year, and that's part of what the the challenge was of the playoff expansion. They figured it out, but it, you, it's the calendar is like yeah. part of it. And like, 
like you're asking some of these kids and teams to play in, you know, 14, 15, 16 games or whatever it is, if they were to, to play it out and, and I keep advancing. Um, and there's some bye weeks in there. So, whatever, you know, so anyway, but that's the, that's the interesting part. And this is, I think just, uh, this is just a two-year setup. You know, you're, you're basically locked into this 12 team deal the way they're going to do it. They're just locked in for, I think 25 and 26, yeah. uh, the postseasons. you know, to where the national champion will be rewarded on the, the 25, which would be the 24 season and then 26 for the 25 season. But then all the bowl games, yeah, it's going to be interesting. There's still a, uh, a need for those. I think they're not going yeah. away because the ratings are crazy, uh, crazy good. Um, people like, again, what we talked about, people like sitting around and watching football. Uh, you know, the, the attendance has not been great with some of these. I think they ha- it's very flawed now with all the opt-outs and the transfer portal and, and all those things, and that part sucks. Uh, I hate that part because you're tuning into these games. You're like, I don't even know who's playing in this game. You know, so and so is down to their third string quarterback because everybody else is gone. I mean, just all kinds right. of weirdness. Uh, like the Florida State situation, I thought some people may think it's funny, or but it, it made for bad TV. One and two, it's just not the best thing for the sport to have a uh, the Orange Bowl be like a sixty point blowout because Florida State's missing like twenty to twenty five guys. Yeah, you know, and that that's just uh, that's not what we like or want or have been used to. So. Um, but as far as like the tie-ins and all that, I think that's still probably being sorted through, but like, my guess is you'll have, uh, you know, like the Las Vegas bowl. It's not going to shock me at all. If you're like a, there's a big 12 tie in there. You got a, you got a commissioner that seems to love Las Vegas. So that makes sense. And just West coast in general, because that's kind of where you're, sure. you know, I mean, you know, holiday bowl, you know, so like some of those cities like sun bowl. Yeah, I mean, yeah, El, El, El Paso. Yeah, that's I don't want to go to that one. Uh, El Paso, the Vegas, San Diego, you know, the 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 Los Angeles area. I mean, you know, I, I could envision or you know, Phoenix, um, sure. m- m- more of more of that uh, in in the mix there. So, but you know, I, I think that remains to be seen, kind of where where you're at here, because you've got 16 teams now, and like, how many bowl tie-ins are you going to have? 10, 11. You know, I mean, and you're going to get a, a qualifier into the playoff, you yeah. know, for for sure. Um, right. And so, you know, anyway, it's just kind of, yeah, the whole thing is it's changing. A lot to sift through for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. So um, last question for you. Speaking of bowl games, the Big 12 did really well in bowl games this year. Um, looking at, at the future of the Big 12 and the and your teams that are returning next year. Does that do anything for the perception of the league or does it matter at all? Uh, yes. And I guess kinda, uh, I mean, it, it is, you know, I, I think when you're trying to justify like preseason rankings or talking up certain programs, if okay. they finished up the season well and all that, but it, it's hard to judge that based on a bowl when sure. when you, you, there's so many things as we've just talked about factor into those games. Um, you know, it's about who you have returning, and because I mean, choice. You, you look at it, and it's like I've seen I've seen a lot of as we start to now take a peek and like look at okay, who's going to be picked to do what in the top twenty five or in the league rankings. I mean, I've heard a lot of chatter about West Virginia being ranked in the top 25, Kansas being ranked in the top 25. I think Iowa State brings a ton back. 
I mean, Oklahoma State's going to bring back their entire offensive line and the best running back in the country, uh, statistically, and Ollie Gordon. Yep. Uh, I don't know what they're doing with their quarterback as Alan Bowman still tries to sort through his situation. Uh, Kansas State, I think, you know, they've got uh, – they lost some pieces, but they just won their bowl game, and they've got a stud quarterback coming in. Um, and then you've got, you know, the Utahs of the world and, you you know, yep. the Red Raiders who bring a lot back and then did well in the portal. So, yeah, it's uh, – that it's going to be an extremely competitive league uh, next year. And, you know, Texas Tech is going to be probably, I bet, middle of the pack as far as predictions goes and, and all those things, which is not a bet that doesn't change or mean anything, but that's just kind of what, what you may start to read here uh, as we go forward. Level, as always, appreciate the time, man. And uh, we'll do this again, hopefully, after a, a win in Longhorn land. Yeah, um, nice. the last the last trip there, the last trip there, yep. uh, at least for for some time. And and, so. and Coach Gerlich, uh earlier, I guess mid this week, you know, yep. she'll host uh, Vic true. Schaefer's bunch for the last time in Lubbock, Texas. Um, That's right. So, yeah, man, um, it's yeah again part of this change that we're about to endure, or that we've kind of seen coming or been processing, but it's not about to be final uh in some ways so yeah yep. there you go but uh yeah we'll see what we get uh this weekend and then like i said a huge week next week for grant mccaslin's bunch uh for sure at home next week with two home games so all right man we'll talk to you next week appreciate it all right man happy 2024 appreciate it keep hope alive everybody <laughs> that's chris level i'm choice woodman it's been the ask level podcast brought to you by double t 97.3 You've been listening to the Ask Level Podcast, powered by Double T 97.3.